As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila, and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheila, and Zach coming at you with stats. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We are going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Welcome to a Wednesday night edition of Birds with Friends. I'm Zach Berman getting Uh playing time in the host chair tonight. And it sounds like we have a little bit of a... Echo in the background as I do it. Uh, but I think it's been fixed. <laughs> terrific. That voice you just heard, Bo Wolf, <laughs> kind enough to join us from paternity leave. Shield Kapadia cranking out quality content every day on free agency. Make sure you check that out on The Athletic. And Marissa Morris, back from vacation. We missed you. It's not like much happened while you were gone. It was nice having, it was nice having Kent there. Uh, but good to have you back, Marissa. Much to discuss tonight. We are going to get to the news. Bo Wolf, breaking news during this past week. Shield yeah. recapping free agency, or I shouldn't say recapping, previewing free agency for us. We'll talk a little bit of draft, and then we have some special press conferences tonight, live during this show. Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni joining. And typically we would be at, at this week in like room 416 in the Fairfield Inn in Indianapolis at the Combine. We're not there, but Bo Wolf will give you a taste of what's going on if we were in Indianapolis. So we would typically start by saying, Shio, how are you? But I think we should say, Marissa, welcome back. How are you? Mm. (laughs) I'm good. I just saw a comment in the chat that said, Marissa, just rocking her first name, like Cher or Madonna. We know she (laughs) is. I'm happy to be back. I miss you guys. I'm really sorry I missed the trade. Um, you guys did a great job while I was gone. 
Kent's excellent job with this new intro graphic. Um, so I'm happy to be back and I missed you guys a lot. So I'm ready, ready to hear these press conferences for sure. <laughs> well, before we, get to, <laughs> before we get to the press conferences, though, we should start with the news of the week. And I know typically I'm the one delivering the news, but Bo was the newsbreaker last week. So I didn't know if, if, if you wanted the honors this week, Bo. Uh. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. And the big news in Philadelphia, the wide receiver core for the Philadelphia Eagles will look different in 2021 than it did in 2020. The team officially releasing Deshaun Jackson and further reports that they plan to move on from Alshon Jeffrey. So they will be getting younger at the position. We don't know if they'll be getting better. More news on the veteran front. Malik Jackson looks as if he will also be ticketed for being released at some point this offseason. Marquise Goodwin also may be on the hook. Lots of things going on with the Eagles. Back to you, Zach. Thank you, Stone Cold Newsman Bo. Uh, Shio, what do you make of that news from last week? Uh, obviously, Deshaun Jackson was the news that occurred, and then we're waiting on the pending moves thereafter. Yeah, it's everything that we've predicted. They've got to get, uh, you know, not, not to, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I hate that. Po- I hate when podcasts, it's it's every, it's everything anybody it's, could have predicted. predicted. Our wonderful like, listeners, like, what was everyone knew, happen. the team knew, Zach Ertz was, you know, in tears at the end of the year. We know he's not going to be here. So basically, they're in a situation where they've got to get rid of all these contracts off their books. We know this is what it, it was all about. This is partially what the, car, a big part of what the Carson Wentz trade was about, and, and that was more about opening it up for, I think, 2022, 2023, but still just to be cap compliant so that they can make even minor moves uh, in the new league year, which starts on March 17th. They've got to get rid of a a bunch of these contracts, a lot of this money uh, from their cap. And so that's all it is. I I know generally, I think they like to stagger these moves, right? So that they're, uh, I don't know if it's so they're in the news or or why they do that, but it seems like that's been the case in previous years where they all all don't just come in one bunch. It's a few, uh, a few, a week so that people have something to talk about and so uh, that's where we are now players typically like to get released or trade or well I I guess released sooner rather than later because it allows them in theory to get a jump on the market Uh, free agency begins in March 17th and that is the transition that we were going to here because free agency quickly upcoming in a month and the Eagles we don't know if they're going to be active spenders They, they probably don't have much money to do it but they'll be looking at all positions here, looking for, for bargains. You can see on the Athletic Shield, Kapadia breaking down the free agency rankings. So, Shield, you want to give an update on what you've written and who might fit the Eagles? Yeah, this this is the the this off season's version of the nerd guides. Our loyal listeners will remember, you know, just Does a that mean series you're not that going to be doing the nerd guides. Yeah, that's exactly what I think Dennis is going to take those over. We're going to have him do a freelance, uh, do freelance nerd guides. You know, it's uh, it's one of these series that you uh, agree to do in your head. You think it's a good idea. Then it takes forever. Uh, not a lot of people read it. There's not a lot of pop. And so I would say uh, anytime I'm thinking about doing any type of series in the future, please uh, virtually smack me upside the head and say, do not do that. Do something else. So uh, I, I don't think that's any, what like, you were really asking free about. Free agency buying guide last year, you know, di- like going deep into, you know, like yeah. uh, I'm trying to remember some of the slappy names of, of the corners that I was looking at. And yeah, it took a long time, but but it is worse to have to do it like every day. That is to commit mm. yourself, to pre-commit yourself know, that's as opposed right. to just dumping yeah. it out 
all in once is uh, you know much much worse. If nothing else, I feel like I will be very prepared once uh, teams start signing players. You know, like the the worst tight end in the league they could sign, and I'll be like, oh well, here's something you might not know about him, and nobody will care. But yeah, so you can read those. I've done the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, and I just filed the tight end. So in terms of the Eagles, you know, I, I'm still trying to get a sense of what uh, they're not going to have a lot of money. We know that they're not I mean, going to they be might shopping. Have, they might have no money. Yeah, I mean, they might just be waiting and waiting and, you know, seeing what happens. I don't think they're going to be signing anybody, certainly on the first uh, couple days, first few days of free agency, but they've got to feel the roster. We know that. And so uh, we can start with quarterbacks, I guess. And um, I know you guys have written about this. I I know Bo specifically said something about it. And the guy that stands out really uh, is Jacoby Brissett. If you're talking about a competitive veteran quarterback who knows Nick Sirianni, who is, you know, got benched last year for Phillip Rivers, who can be competent. I mean, he was 21st in QBR in 2019. So he like was not one of the worst starters in the NFL. From everything I observed last year, the guy seemed like a fantastic teammate, a guy who would be very good for the new culture that you're starting. Now, I don't know what kind of contract a guy like that is going to get. Obviously, with the lowered salary cap, with the pandemic, there's a lot of guesswork. You know, I think my understanding Understanding that people say is that the top of the market guys, they'll get paid after that. It's going to be a little bit unpredictable. You don't know what teams are going to do. So if you're looking at backup quarterbacks, you know, the top of the market was Marcus Mariota last season, who got eight and a half million per year. Uh, Before that, it was Case Keenum, who got six million dollars per year. So I think in like a normal free agency period, I would think Jacoby Brissett would be in line to get like a Case Keenum like deal. You know, I think he's that caliber quarterback, five, six million a year, but yeah, but we saw last year, you know, some guys are just waiting, Jameis Winston, uh, Cam Newton, and all of a sudden you're getting them for one, one and a half million dollars. So for the Eagles, it could just be a situation of waiting and waiting and not being aggressive, seeing who else comes free. Bo, I know you mentioned uh, Tyrod Taylor in a post. Uh, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is very good. I think he's very boring to watch, but if you're talking about a Zach, you know, just for the for the audio yeah. listeners, Zach's eyebrows yeah. went up just as high as I've ever seen them just now. On you calling he out loves Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. I mean, he he seems, you know, we all remember that Hard Knocks clip where uh, what was it? Hugh Jackson uh, scolding Baker Mayfield for not having uh, Tyrod Taylor's work habits. So we know he's got the work habits. He's played in different systems. I think he would be a fine veteran option. Well, he Listen, played for Steichen. That's the. I mean, that's the dot. Yes. Yeah. And so if he stinks, if he has to play, and he stinks. Who cares? Your draft picks higher yeah. next year. Like there's such low stakes for them. That's what I'm having having a hard time in, and you guys <laughs> exactly. can chime in. But that's what I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. Like in a normal year, I would say, well, you don't want to go into the draft needing X, Y, and Z. You want to set the floor there with a veteran free agent. That's what we've talked about every offseason. However, this year it's like, you know what? You can kind of just screw it, roll the dice. If your team sucks, you're probably in a better situation anyway next year. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think that's a good point, especially a quarterback where, as you said, like if whoever your quarterback is next year goes down, you probably just want to stink anyway. Like, yeah. So you just want a guy who is going to be able to help develop uh, the young quarterback, I guess. And so, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense to, 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 you know, like if they can afford to to spend like a couple million dollars on like two guys in free agency, it doesn't make sense for one of them to be a quarterback. It makes sense for... Those, those to be like guys who could be potential uh, home run swings at uh, who are a little bit younger. Like it, they shouldn't be paying anyone over like 
28 years old, anything more than the veteran minimum, basically, I feel like. So the past three head coaches for the Eagles, uh, and 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 let's take Chip out of it because he came from from college. But 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 the past three head coaches, including mm, Chip, calling him a college brought player. brought former quarterbacks with them, right? So and if you take Chip out, the past two coaches brought their backup from their previous stop. Andy Reid brought Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson brought Chase Daniel, both wow. to decent contracts for those players. <laughs> How long uh, you had that a, in the holster? <laughs> that's going back away <laughs> and but and um, are you part, sure that ray Rhodes didn't do that uh am i sure ray Rhodes didn't do it well no ray Rhodes did not bring anyone from san francisco but he did bring someone from the green ty bay detmer? from the west coast from the west coast system ty detmer came from green bay um mm. at, at the time uh but uh i believe i, I believe that's right uh now the reason I mentioned that is is because uh, a big reason why the Eagles paid uh, Chase Daniels uh, why they paid Chase Daniel what they did in 2016 was to help introduce the scheme. Right, that was a big thing from Doug's perspective. I I didn't cover the team in '99, so I, I don't know if with Doug Peterson if that was a part of it. But if you are introducing a new scheme, it could help having that quarterback who can essentially be an extension of the coach in the quarterback meeting room. Maybe, but we know Nick Sirianni. I mean, his scheme is just going to be whatever J- whatever the quarterback does well, so he sure. doesn't have to worry about introducing new things. That's He's just right. going to already implement the things that the guy already does well. All right, so that's quarterback. Running back, is it worth – I mean, do you think they're going to add a veteran running back? Not for anything more than that. No, I, I think they would draft or trade for somebody. Well, yeah. I can't see them so. the pick. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not – I guess the one guy who kind of stood out just because of the Jones. Sirianni connection – uh, no, but Taiwan Jones, I mean, this is, this has been my most fruitful nugget that I've unearthed during this is that Taiwan Jones, I, I don't even remember the numbers. Now Bose caught me off guard. I don't have the tweet. But basically, he's never had more than like 20 touches in a season, and he's been in the league for 10 years, like a 10-year career for a running back who's never had, I think, more than 153 yards from scrimmage in a given season. Just a fantastic job of showing that, you know what, you can you can find your way with special teams and maybe being a good teammate and versatility, and you don't have to be that great. So I really want a fascinating career. Bo's going to have to do a piece on him uh, this offseason when he gets done uh, paternity leave. I've got another guy for you, Bo, uh, on that. There's a fullback from the Falcons, Luke Stocker, I believe his name is, who's Former like 33. Yeah, no, sorry, tight end, tight end slash fullback. Yeah, uh, and he's been in the league forever, and he's got uh, no touch. Yeah, I think he has one carry for zero yards in his uh, career. All right, sorry, I quick. Can wait, 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 one quick thing. Luke Stocker, <laughs> his name will appear in an Eagles related article in the next. Wow. I I don't know if it's tomorrow morning or uh, in the in the in the next twenty four hours. This story wow. is going to come out, and it has Luke Stocker's name in it. Interestingly enough, mm, Eagles and new he's head gonna, coach. <laughs> And he's going to be in my tight end ranking. So wow, two Luke Stocker references. Hey, if was... you're not, if you're, if you're not subscribing for the Athletic <laughs> yet, then now's the time. Yeah, Athletic.com today, today was wide receiver day. You and Dane Brugler both had your wide receiver rankings for the draft and uh, free agency, respectively. Tomorrow is Luke Stocker day at the Athletic. <laughs> mm. yeah, uh, look for that. As far as the wide receivers go, uh, the thing that jumped out to me about your free agency column is that this would be like the perfect year for the Eagles to have <laughs> yes. money to spend, right? Like this is yeah. a loaded wide receiver class. And you think in both 2017 and 2018, 
They spent big money on that position. They gave Alshon, and and and, and Deshaun Jackson was a trade, but they still paid him thirty million dollars. Right, this would be the year to have money to pay a, a wide receiver. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, now we'll we'll see which of those guys, guys get. Are, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, we'll see who gets franchise tagged because um, you know Allen Robinson. People seem to think he definitely is. They don't have a lot of money in Chicago. And so if, you know, you have to clear up some cap space to franchise tag a guy like Allen Robinson. Now you could do that, but I'm not sure that they're going to do that. Uh, Kenny Galladay is rumored to be a sort of tag and trade candidate. So we'll see how that works out. And Chris Godwin, I mean, they've got to decide if they want to use that tag on Godwin or Shaq Barrett. And if you're the Bucks and you have a Scotty Miller, or if you bring back Antonio Brown on a one-year deal, that's not going to cost you a lot. Maybe you tag Shaq Barrett and let Chris Godwin go as much as uh, I love Chris Godwin. Those guys are going to be expensive, but then there's like another tier. You know, a guy like Corey Davis is going to be in there, a slot option like Juju Smith-Schuster. So uh, there are guys who are going to be available, even if you're not talking about that number one top-of-the-market guy. Yeah, and I think Some what the- that does is it pushes the the guys who are at like the middle of the pack who last year or the, like last year, you know, Brashad Perriman getting whatever it was, $12 million or something like that. That caliber of player now should be able to be had for uh, a bargain. So maybe, the, maybe that is like, that is a place where I could see the Eagles signing somebody to like a $4 million deal or something like that. Speaking of that type of player, a player was released today that I, I if you're connecting the dots hmm. um, and I know sometimes we can make too much of these connections but Tyrell Williams, released by the Las mm-hmm. Vegas Raiders today, had his best season of his career with Sirianni as his wide receivers coach. If you read some of those clips, when Sirianni was the wide, was the wide receivers coach, he gave a lot of credit to Sirianni for that development. You know, this was a guy, I think, from Western Oregon. Is, the, is that right, the college? Uh, I mean, and, you know that if any of us is going to know the answer to that, yeah, it's you. I mean, it's not I have me. to look I'll that up. That I got to fact check that. But from a small school... And uh, kind of burst onto the scene and uh, and had a thousand yard season with Sirianni as his as his wide receivers coach. I thought the Eagles should have pursued him the year they signed Deshaun Jackson. Western um, Oregon is correct. Western Oregon is correct. Okay, good. And uh, and, and so he would be an, an interesting like one year, two and a half million dollar wide receiver. I would agree with that. Yeah, you know he didn't play at all last year. I think he's got issues in both his feet. Actually, and so, you know, it's good. The Well, this is again, if he doesn't play it down, it's all good. You suck. (laughs) You get a higher draft slot. That's okay. These are I mean, this is how you got to kind of look at it. Like, don't make any commitments to players beyond, you know, this year, unless you're they're sure things which they're not going to be. And you don't have the cap space to do anyway. You just take some flyers on these guys. He's got issues in both his feet and he's got holes in his hands. (laughs) Otherwise, he's a perfect wide receiver. Well, at least, you know, you, you don't know this, but you might not remember this, but la- end of last year, not this past year, but the year before, uh, Howie Roseman went into Doug Peterson's office and he said three things, Doug, speed, what were the other two? <laughs> Durability, was that one? Well, mm. <laughs> remind me, you remember the anecdote, why are you looking at me like I'm nuts? Sort of. Yeah, I mean, it Zach? really rings a bell. I'm, I'm surprised Zach doesn't have it. It brings a it brings a bell. What? What are you talking about? This was Howie Roseman accountability, his, something like that. Like no, how Howie Roseman last offseason had yeah. this big thing about how he he went he went into Doug's office and said these are the three things we need uh, from players, and it was uh, I, I thought it was speed, 
durability and maybe do they love the game, right? Wasn't that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. A defop, yes. Brian Jones. I am I am shocked. How am I remembering yes, that and you guys aren't? Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on here? Oh Quartet my gosh. That, on, the pandemic is really is really making its uh, its yeah. mark on Shield. Well, you're la- Bo, you're on paternity leave, so it's okay. You know, you're just kind of jumping in for a couple hours. I don't expect your mind to be focused. Zach in host mode is a different person. I mean, That's if true. he weren't hosting, he would have been able to it's reel true. that bad boy off verbatim. Now he's I'm like, looking, is, I'm, I'm looking at now he's like a shield on talking. Here. What's our next segment yeah. gonna be? You he's know? got his rundown. I gotta now, make sure yeah. I, I I get the ads in. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, my my wife actually said to me before <laughs> I, I came on. She said, "Are are you nervous?" I said, I'm, I'm not nervous, but I'm prepared. Like, I, I want to make sure, you know, like. If you prepare I, well, you're never nervous. Is that like a. Is, levitations like and the preparation. Right? That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, as it, but, oh, oh, but the other thing I was, I was wondering is, do I need to start? I even asked her, do I need to start with the hello, everybody? Or is that the Bo Wolf special? You want to make this as me. different from a Bo hosted show as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal every time I host, host it. You don't want it. You don't want anyone to be able to draw any comparisons to the show uh, when Bo hosts. With all due respect. Now, Bo, uh, some talk. Some talk in the comments. Shield people uh, have noticed that you are in a new location. They they want the update there. You know, it's not a new location. It's it's a flipped desk. We mm. did the old rearrange the furniture. I highly recommend this move. I feel like a new man. I can come <laughs> down to the basement. It feels like something's actually different. And so I used to be, you used to be seeing that way, okay. basically. And now you're seeing this way. And so uh, it's it's still the basement office, you know. I got to tell some, you, really, I like the definition on those doors, on those closet doors there. The little, that, the little that, outline. That's a door to the rest of the basement. I mean, okay. it, we're just happy those doors are not falling off like the other uh, ones in this house and the doorknobs still work. Uh, I don't think you can lock it. I think there are still... Actually, no, they don't work properly. I've got to put a trampoline to the back of that one door to make mm. sure it... Uh, closes shut so anyway that's 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 where we are with our house but i just flipped it but what about you are you are you in a new location me Bo. yeah no this is where i've been the last couple episodes uh i haven't noticed but i'll be i'll be i'll be (laughs) in the new the new uh location soon enough we did have Uh, a new flex we did have a new intro that's true that i was shocked nobody nobody commented on Hmm. that's true i'm commenters are slacking I I thought it sounded new, but as I just demonstrated, I am not the most observant person, and so you could have been playing that like the last uh, the last three episodes, and I would have had no idea. Where's the elliptical? Sean asks. The elliptical's right there. It's still alive. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Other wide receivers here. So uh, some guy. I do think Tyrell Williams would make sense. Uh, again, he's not going to cost a lot. He didn't play last year. He's 29. He's averaged 16 yards per reception for his career. So if not, you know, if he's healthy, at least he's a downfield threat with some speed. Some other guys I wrote down. How about a Rashard Higgins? You know, 26 years old, had 599 yards last season. Uh, The advanced metrics on him. What are you cracking up at? I'm cracking up because Marissa made a funny sound when you said Rashard Higgins. (laughs) No, I I think that, I think... I, she I likes like to Rashard Higgins. Yeah. 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 17th in yards per route run last year. 71% catch rate. You know, he, he maybe he's one of those guys who doesn't get uh, a huge deal. I know you were big on the Josh Reynolds, right, Bo? We both, Zach and I both had Josh Reynolds there and you, you, you buried him, which was great. Uh, yeah. Higgins, I mean, I've had I don't in like my, in my annual like trade targets thing for the Eagles. I think I've had Rashard Higgins for like three years now. So 
if he finally so, lands here, I'll, I'll be happy. So Chad K. Sorry, Chad Kane, commenter, just said, I have some handyman experience willing to stop by free of charge and fix some doors, talk some football. Chad, you do not want to offer that to me. When the, I'll tell you this. When the Kapadias, and this goes back generations, when we find a handyman or a woman, we do not let that person go. We call them constantly. We give them good business. You know, we pay them. We come in, have a beverage. You know, we're, we're very nice to work for, but... My gosh, the amount of stuff, you know, then it then it goes from one Kapadia to the next. Then, you know, a certain uncle hears about it, an Indian uncle in like a, uh, a different town hears about it, and they get your number. All of a sudden, he's calling you. So, um, listen, if, if that actually stands uh, post-pandemic, you very well could get a call from us. And Sorry, you were, And you were so to desperate to, to, to have human interaction. Well, well, as long as Chad's a nice guy. Chad seems like a nice guy from that comment, yeah. No, a handyman's important. My my father in law is, is is very handy, and uh, uh, and my and since and so my wife grew up with like the idea that you know, <laughs> supposed to be handy around the house, and so it is it is the most like humiliating thing when when like I am I I I, I look at it and like I talk the language like I know what I'm doing and I have no idea what I am doing. So, oh, I just, I just lean into the, I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'm going to be of no help here. If you need me to pick something up and place it somewhere or get you a tool or something, uh, first of all, you really have to describe what the tool is because like, (laughs) if you're going to go like Allen wrench, I'm probably going to be a little confused. Uh, I can get you a beverage or wrench Allen. Uh, I can get you a beverage if you need it, but uh, otherwise I'm just going to get in your way. Can I order a pizza? Would you like some pizza when you're done working here? Uh, so, so that's basically how I look at it. I, I am of no help. I don't even act uh, like I am. All right. So that's Higgins. A couple other guys, I think in wait, that wait, tier. Wait, so with uh, Josh Reynolds yeah. real quick, uh, Josh Reynolds played in, at Texas A&M for Aaron Moorhead. Uh, oh and, uh, my God, so, you sicko. Wait, no, so this sicko. is interesting. So if, if you remember a few years ago, um, Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas were having this pre-draft press conference when they were talking about the cohabitation metrics. And do you remember the, <laughs> matrix. the cohabitation yeah. metrics? I'm sorry, yeah. cohabitation matrix. And uh, and and, and a, a shout out to Zach Rosenblatt from NJ.com um, asked uh, Joe Douglas recently, <laughs> did the cohabitation matrix come to New York? And Joe Douglas kind of laughed and said, no, that didn't come to New York. Um, but I, I just remember like how proud they were discussing this cohabitation matrix. I, I think he uh, said but, we left that in Philly or something, yes, right? Exactly. Yeah, he was like, don't yeah. bring that nonsense here, <laughs> yes. please. Uh, but Aaron Moorhead would be the one who checks the box in the cohabitation matrix. Okay. Uh, John is, is saying I may lock Chad in the basement if he uh, comes and fixes stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do the trampoline. I'm watching for him already in here. Really? They, they said he went to college with him. And no, no. I think guy. they said that he went to college with a Chad Kane. Oh. oh. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I mean, how many Chad Canes can there be? Commenters, figure out if that's the same person or not. Uh, Ryan says, Shield feels like the Corey Graham of handymen. Honestly, uh, I I would need to that elevate. That implies that he was good at one point. Yeah, or, or that even I could feel like a rotate, like once in a while, be useful, you know, maybe like 18 snaps a game. Uh, that that certainly is not now happening. He's the Taiwan Jones of, of handymen, right? Like, like he well, finds a way to, to hang in there. 
No, I don't stick around. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who sucks. Who's the worst, most useless player? Well, according in the to NFL. the article today, Josh Reynolds. <laughs> I I just thought Reynolds. You know, I looked at Reynolds and Higgins, and I, I thought Higgins had the more impressive resume. So yeah. um, that's why I put him above. But anyway, uh, how about a Kendrick Bourne? You know, he was a guy who kind of caught my eye a little bit. Six hundred and sixty-seven yards last year. Had does have experience in the slot or outside. He, he fits the durability. You know, he's only missed one game, I think, over the last three or four years. So, I don't know. That, that's another name that uh, came to mind. And the last one I wrote, wrote here, uh, and this would be more of a culture signing, would be a Willie Sneed. You know, I, I, I know from my uh, time, as you guys like to remind me of, doing those Raven stories, uh, you know, one Lee. thing I learned was that uh, Sneed was very... Seem to be at least, you know, you never know for sure. So I don't want to say it uh, just from having done a few stories there. But it seemed like the word down there was that he was a great team guy, a good culture guy, a good locker room guy. Um, obviously did not get a lot of targets in that offense, but he's only 28 years old, which it feels like he's been around that for a decade. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had like six, seven, 800 yards. Those when he was with the saints, he was putting up some numbers that didn't happen with the Ravens, but um, you know, I don't know what that really gets you. It's not like it's a young high ceiling guy, but if he's yeah. just sort of out there for a while and has to sign a one year deal, then maybe he's somebody who would make sense. Go. Any additional I, thoughts there? Or can I ask you guys a quarter, a quarterback question? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we've talked so much about like, uh, will they draft a quarterback uh, at six or, or higher? And I think we all agree that, like, it seems pretty obvious that you evaluate and if you like a guy, you take him. Uh, there's no reason not to. And that's the most important position. But I'm curious if you guys think the, uh, you know, we've talked about, like, the baseline for quarterback competency is a little bit higher than it used to be. And there now seems to be a little bit more quarterback movement offseason to offseason than there mm. used to be. Um, do you think that plus, you know, if it is true that, uh, you know, there are going to be more capable quarterbacks coming out in the draft every year, do you think that affects their decision-making process? Hmm, that's interesting. I, I, I think, uh, I think the, the cap charge is definitely something to be cognizant of. Uh, you know, I, I saw a, a tweet from Dan or, or from Dan Orlovsky talking about the Jets, like potentially trading Sam Darnold. And he said, like, the same description you would use for Zach Wilson, you would use for Sam Darnold. The only reason to trade Darnold and go with Wilson would be to reset the quarterback salary clock, right? So, you know, I I, I think a, a big question teams need to have is, like, are is, is that position, unless you have one of the elite guys, is that position fungible enough that uh, you can go from quarterback on rookie contract to quarterback on, on rookie contract and not get into these mammoth commitments. Yeah, I mean, I think there are going to be options to get more competent guys, but the best way is still to, I mean, there is a huge yeah, advantage totally. if you if you get the fantastic guy on the rookie contract, that's a huge advantage. Um, and the other thing is like, I think the teams who are in position, other than a, you know, I don't think Deshaun Watson types are going to be available every yeah. off season, basically. Now, could Matthew Stafford types be available more? Yes. Yeah. I, th I mean, I think Stafford and Wentz are probably in the same class. I think if you really wanted like a Derek Carr uh, this off season, you probably could have gotten Derek Carr. So maybe more of those guys will become available, but where does that really get you? I, I mean, if you have a great roster 
and you're saying, shoot, we just need like, uh, we really think we can win and compete with a guy who might normally be a top 12 guy, but look at our offensive lines, unbelievable. And our supporting cast is fantastic. And our coaching is great. We bring him in here. He's going to be able to perform like a top five guy. They are so far away from being in that position. I mean, you can't overstate it. So, like, you know, maybe it's in the back of your head in in terms of uh, competency, but I I still think for them, this specific team, that probably their best way of landing a guy who's a real difference maker is through the draft. And the other thing is the payoff. You know, let's say they draft Trey Lance and he ends up being really good right away. Like, that makes up for so many of your screw-ups. Yes everywhere else. So there's like, um, there's just the, the upside of hitting on something like that is just very, very, you know, it's very, uh, big rewarding. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, you're going to have to solve that position at some point. Um, so, you know, if you, if you, and if you can solve that position now, uh, and if that, that is the correct answer, then everything else becomes a lot easier. It's going to be much harder to like build a, a roster good enough that it can be, uh, right. you know, relevant with just competent quarterback play. And that's why uh, here's a, a very low-key flex. Uh, Joe Giglio asked me last night about, like, uh-huh. do, you, do, you, do you think Radio the, man. Do you think the, uh, <laughs> like, the five-year quarterback option is intriguing enough for the Eagles to draft a guy just because, like, Jalen Hurts is already on the second year of a four-year deal? Um, and I don't, like, this team... The, the the quarterback on a rookie contract, that's for a team like that matters for a team that has a ready-made roster that can uh, that has veterans that are that need to be commanding like real money. The Eagles are not in that position. The Eagles are like starting from scratch. So it doesn't matter to me if like the quarterback they find has uh, has a cheap contract. Then it's not like they it's not like they're a, a Super Bowl caliber roster that's just a quarterback away. Uh, well, in the NFL, you're never like four or five years away. Yeah. Right? Like, like you can turn it around in, in two years. You can clear the books this year. If you hit on the draft this year uh, and, you know, and you have money next year, then you you could be a quarterback away from the playoffs. I agree with that. I, I think if you were to, if you were to hit on, I don't know what the number is, let's say a top eight court, let's say you draft Trey Lance and uh, then you can go and spend set- next off season. Yeah, so I think I think if you draft Trey Lance and let's say by his second season, you know it's kind of like a, let's say it's a Carson Wentz type um, trajectory for the first couple seasons, maybe not that high, but let's say by year two he's like a top eight to ten quarterback. All of a sudden, by year three and year four of his contract, because you're gonna—I mean—the reason they got rid of Wentz is so that they're gonna be able to spend. One of the reasons they're gonna be able to add to the roster in 2022 uh, and 2023 offseason. So you could have, you know, by year three of that rookie season, you might have a really good roster. Uh, you know, you have multiple drafts since then. You have more draft capital. You have more room to uh, add in free agency, and so it does make the turnaround and make your chances of becoming a contender uh, a lot quicker. I think. Sure. But I think the you know, the question was, is that worth it versus like, if it's the same timeline and you're now in year four of Jalen Hurts' rookie contract, if you like him better than what you could get this year, that's, that's, that's really all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, I really I, understand the question. That's I would just say though, that, that uh, <laughs> positioning yourself to get the guy is much easier than it, than like finding the right guy. Right. Like uh, totally it's, you know, it, the Eagles can say, like, let's roll with with Hurts this year, and if he's not good, then we're in a position to 
draft one next year. Well, what if it's like the 2013 draft where the where the top quarterback is EJ Manuel, right? Like that's yeah. you know then then God, he was he, so so, so you you can't you you can only time it if if you know like Trevor Lawrence is waiting for you or Andrew Luck's waiting for you. Um, but I mean the the Chargers didn't know Justin Herbert was was going to be like this, and if the league yeah. knew it, then he then he would have gone to Miami instead of Tua. So it's it's hard to find those guys. Don't forget, their whole plan was to play Tyrod Taylor like the whole year until they had the, what was it? What was it? I don't even remember. It was frightening. Somebody basically just stabbed him. Yeah, and so then Justin Herbert gets a chance. So uh, exactly, we act like it's, um, you know, they actually they act like they know these things and we know which quarterback's going to be good we know when they're ready uh, we know when our window is no you don't i mean you you really could draft a quarterback at 6 who you think isn't going to be ready to play until year two, and Jalen Hurts could suffer an injury in training camp, and the guy could play in week one, and he could look like the best rookie quarterback out of the entire class. So uh, again, you don't count on stuff like that, but things like that um, certainly can happen. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. I have a quick update on Chad Kane. It is the okay. Chad. It is the Chad Kane. Uh-huh. They just connected in the chat. They realized they both went to Temple and they were freshmen in 2005-2006. So that's Whoa, the convergence of Fred's chat. How about Bring that? Two people together. Wow! With friends, chat. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> I would like a uh, I would like a a couple to meet, you know, and maybe get married mm. or something in the birds with friends chat. Let's uh let's make that happen. Chad Kane, I don't know if you're single, but uh, something for you to uh, thrive for. Uh, so we have some press conferences coming up, but uh, uh, quickly, I was curious, just uh, some draft thoughts here. We had the the beat writer mock draft, the first one. There, I, I imagine there will be more coming up. Um, and I, I was playing the part of Howie Roseman, and uh, I thought when the draft started, it was it was going to be fairly easy, right? And then I was surprised when uh, the first five picks went as they did. The first five picks were three quarterbacks and and, and, and two wide receivers. Not this is order. what happens. This but, is what happens to the Eagles every year. Yeah. They explain to you why they're screwing up these yeah. drafts. Sometimes <laughs> sure. you want a guy and he gets taken. I mean, what are you supposed to do when that happens? Exactly. And so, as so Defop Ryan Jones says, you ended up taking Trey Thomas. <laughs> so, so you got. Uh, it was it was Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Um, there was uh, Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase. Not in that order, but those were the top five. So so it, I went with 
I believe it's Sewell. Panay Sewell. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Panay Sewell? Yeah. I yeah, think that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was Penny. Yeah. I think is it's... It, is it penny yeah, yeah, I think that's like right. Like the pasta. <laughs> yeah. Okay, penny soul. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I... I, I, I don't know. I cannot answer if you're wondering if he is related to John Penasini. <laughs> I was not going to ask you that. Um, my logic with this here is that the Eagles need to draft with utter disregard for their depth chart, right? So, it doesn't matter if... If you have Andre Dillard or Jordan Mailata, it doesn't matter if you have Dallas Goddard, right? Like, you need to say who is, has the best chance of becoming a high, like a, a blue chip, top of the league type player. And Sewell obviously plays a premium position. If, if you think he's that type of player, you take him and it doesn't matter who's on your depth chart. If you think Kyle Pitts is like a special player, it doesn't matter if Dallas Goddard's on your roster. Like, what, what you need to do is get the premium top of the league all pro player with this pick i agree with that philosophy um and i think this is a likely scenario uh, as we sit here in late february i think three quarterbacks and chase probably do go off the board uh before the eagles pick at six and then and then you see what happens after that i mean it is like the one position it is the single position on the entire roster, if you break it down, like every position and you break down the offensive line into tackle, guard, center, and the defensive line into uh, defensive end and defensive tackle, T- offensive tackle is the only position on the entire roster where they are in good shape short and long term. Um, I mean, maybe. And, well, it's at least their their best their best positioned um, than other, any other position. But if you think that... If you think that uh, Sewell is, you know, a stud, a Robert Gallery type player, then I think you probably do have to pull the trigger there. Um, although I think that is maybe the one scenario in which you hope that somebody's trying to come up for the fourth quarterback and you, you don't move down too far because I do think it is important that you get a premium player in this draft, picking in this high. But um, I think that's like, I think you could afford to pass on Sewell if you're picking up a, a future first or second round pick and then you can draft, you know, uh, Patrick Sertan Jr. or something like that. Yeah, I agree with your basic premise there, Z Berman. Even even at tackle, I mean, they might be in good shape. I don't know that they are in good shape. I mean, I sure. liked what I saw from Mylotta, but um, you know, I think I don't think you would want to go into it convinced that Mylotta is going to be like your tackle, your left ta- great left tackle for the next five years. I mean, that would be a best case scenario, but you certainly. Do not know that. Lane Johnson is getting up there. Andre Dillard is even going to be on the roster next season. So, I mean, I think there are jo- – I would agree with the assessment that the roster is terrible. Pick the best players. However, I do believe in, like, positional value. So, you know, sure. obviously I, would, I wouldn't take, like, a running back. Uh, I would yeah. not be taking an off-ball linebacker here. Uh, I think tight end for me – probably falls into that category where if I, you know, if it's a rare year where I'm getting the sixth pick, uh, I am not taking a tight end uh, with that pick. I mean, you would have to be convinced again. If you told me, if you guaranteed me that the guy was Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, then I would say, yes, fine, but you can't do that. And the history of scouting that position and who teams think are the great players is not very good. So they haven't scouted that position great uh, over the years. So that would scare me. And so, uh, 
I think I looked at it, and yeah, I, I think most likely that would be a trade down situation. I mean, someone's going to want Trey Lance, right? So if you don't want Trey Lance, and maybe you do want Trey Lance, and, and you uh, pick him, which would really be something. Although I just don't know that they would do that. What if they just felt? What That's if they loved him? What if he checked every box? You know, scouting, analytics, coaches front office, everybody, you know, Jeffrey Lurie has dinner with, has a zoom dinner with him. And it's just like, this is the most charismatic guy I've ever seen. Now, I don't think that's going to happen because he's a tricky evaluation with all the things uh, involved. Yeah. But if all that happened, do you think they would take him? Or do you think it's basically like, dude, we can't even like consider taking that guy. I think like knowing how they are about perception, it is hard. Ears. It is hard for me to believe that they would take him. But I agree. That, that is the like that's the most important evaluation they have right now is is Lance and Fields. Um, yeah. And if they like, they also can't afford, like if they like him, they can't afford to pass on him. Like if if he goes eighth and he's great, that's on them. Like completely, you can't pass on a guy because he's coming from the same college yeah. as a guy who just stiffed you. Um, but it is hard to believe that they would do that. That that I, uh... that feels like. That feels like how it's going to play out is that they're going to pass on Lance. They'll take whoever, uh, Sewell, who, you know, whoever you take. fine. My problem with fine. Sewell is it's like uh, picking a tackle at six is like the only way that Howie has ever built, successfully built a team. So it feels like that's what he would go back to. Yeah. And that's I, what I think worries they'll, me. I think they'll do that. And then Lance will be amazing. And then we'll wait two years. And there'll be a report that everybody loved, you know, everybody in the building loved Lance, but they were worried about the uh, optics of it. And, you know, somebody put their foot down and said, we can't be doing this again. Uh, you know, they thought uh, last time they took a kid from North Dakota, you know, who wasn't Philly tough. Cause man, you know, playing in Philly, my gosh, hardest, hardest job in the entire world is to be quarterback. You ever been to those bison games? Boy, Philadelphia that's Eagles. Base. Yeah, I mean, so um, I think that's how it's destined to play out, and then Lance is, is amazing. So so the old scouting, you know, I, I don't want to use the scout speak here, but it is applicable. You don't scout the helmet, you scout the player, right? And it's, it's, it's applicable. Um, <laughs> He's got the man. Know, I, I don't think... I don't think you can hold the North Dakota State <laughs> thing against him. If, if you're going to hold... Definitely not. If you're going to hold something against him... It's that he played one year basically of college football. Uh, yeah, and it, was, it was it was two years ago. There's a lot of projection there. Uh, that being said, like he's he's what 21 years old. 20. He he's he's young. Um, he wasn't just good. Like he was amazing. He he didn't throw an interception, I believe. Right. Well, let me say uh, this. Let me tell the Eagles this right yeah, now. Yeah, you saw him. Let me tell person. the Eagles this right now. I'm sure mm. as they as they go down the road of this difficult evaluation, they have not had a lot of chances to get eyes on this guy in person. I'm sure that only the West Coast area scout has done that. And so if they need my services, if you want to give me a John Dorsey type role where I can tell you what I saw in person, I took voluminous notes. I'm willing to offer up those services. Uh, you get two job offers in the next month while on paternity leave. One is from the Eagles to be a scouting uh, consultant. Uh, the other is from Peter King to work for NBC Sports. Salary for both uh, 
is the same. You get creative freedom at uh, NBC Sports as yeah. a consult consultant. You have an unlimited uh, budget to scout players. You can go wherever you want, whenever you want, and uh, you can work from home. You don't have to go back uh, to the NovaCare complex. You set your hours. You know, I know you're kind of a night owl. If you want to do this, like you know, twelve to four in the morning, you can do that. Which job are you choosing? Well, is the is the uh, is the Peter King offer offering like long term stability? Is it is it a contract? Uh, they're both three year contracts. Three year contracts. Yeah. Do you think that's short or long? Yeah, I wasn't sure. No, those are good deals. Everything, okay. everything, pay and uh, benefits wise is the same. Is the same, yes. Can I still Peter, do the, Can I still do the podcast? Uh, Birds with friends. Yes. Uh, well, I, I don't. Zach Marissa and I would have to discuss that. I mean, okay. could, could be a conflict of interest, you know, one way or the other. But I that would be the same like, for either. I feel like the Eagles job turns into a better book long term. Really? I feel like I could spin that forward a little bit more. Wow. PK. Unbelievable. Okay. So you're doing picking the Eagles. Yeah, that's the right play. I think it's the right play. You think so? I feel so? like it's easier to go one way than to the one. It's yeah, easier I think to go it's easier to back. go back. It, exactly. That that's, other, that yeah, other that's job, why I would that, do it. that offer is not coming around. It's I, I've, I'm only like the Trey Lance guy once in a blue moon. I don't yeah, know. No, because... that's it's like the the uh, the the writing job. Even if it's that one, that in theory would be available if things flame out. But this right, is your and shot it's colored to get by into... having been in a front office for three years. Exactly. Everybody yeah, knows yeah, that. yeah, you have more perspective at that point. Okay, yeah. all right. All right, fair enough. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Zebra, before we get to your uh, next segment, one last thing on on the North Dakota State thing. I mean, it's so stupid in many ways to even, you know, take that into consideration. You know, like you like you said, you should just be uh, examining the player. I, I just finished the book uh, Range, which I, I think, Zach, yes, you, you've read, 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 read that book. And he said and I, and I remember one of the things in there was that um, it's about I can't Zach's remember basketball abilities. Oh, uh, one of the things in there, I can't remember if it was college coaches or, uh, NFL coaches, but basically when they would see the same scouting report and the only difference was one would lead with this player reminds me of player X and the other would be this, you know, the player comp at the top. That was the only thing that was different. Every other thing in the scouting report was the same. It totally affected whether they liked the player or didn't like the player. And so there are, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, this, this is like, it, this is so stupid in so many ways. Like if you're, you know, if you're examining your biases and studying, what can we get better and what are we putting too much stock into? And like, that's a reason for not taking a guy. Uh, it is just an unbelievably dumb reason. Okay. That's all. Okay. That's a great reference. Uh, so I will turn this over to Bo. I know Bo is not the host tonight, but mm. Bo is the one Asking Prescott, asking the questions, and 
So are these? Are we? We're doing. We're doing this. We're doing the combine press conferences, right? Yeah. So we are not at the combine, and there is not a formal combine press conference, at least as of now. But in a typical year, at this time, you would have Howie Roseman up there, and you would and you would have Nick Sirianni up there, and this would be the first time (laughs) talking to them since since you know the opening uh, Mm. introductory press conference. So so this is a a crack at these coaches at, at Howie and at 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 Nick. So she was playing the part of Howie. Is that correct? And, and this is what uh, like he should say, not what I think he would say. Correct? Yes. Exactly. Like if I'm giving PR uh, okay. coaching. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Now can exactly. we? Can, can I? Is it uh, you're hosting? So I don't want to. No, can no, we no. Do, I'm turning it over because Uh-oh. they do they do the press conferences separate. It's not together. So oh, can we, okay. should we tag team on Howie and then tag team on Sirianni? Wait, that's not no, that's not is that true? That's what they no, do. With I, the yeah, combine. yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right but they're right next to each other. Okay, yeah. All right. What would make for uh for for better podcasting? I didn't think this through. I should have. Marissa? <laughs> she's she's not paying attention. I'm, I'm barely paying, paying attention. attention. I don't know what the what should you're even talking about. Should go one or the about. other or 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 should it be a joint press conference? Let's do it. Well, let's we're we're setting the combine scene. So let's do okay. let's let's do uh two two on one and then two on one. Okay. okay. Who's first? Okay. You I think typically Howie goes first. Howie goes first. Okay, I'm ready. Yes. So you're Howie Shield? <laughs> okay, let me step up to the What's up guys? Good to see everyone. Uh hey, hey Howie. Uh uh Steve Balboni from uh draftconcubine.com. Uh, where do you think the draft is uh, particularly strong this year, and where is it weak? It's a good question, Steve. You know, we uh, those of us th- those people who know the Philadelphia Eagles know we start up front. Uh, oh wait, no, I- I'm supposed to be what I would say, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, I was get- I was getting into Howie mode. All right, let's try that again. Okay. Oh, we gotta ask the question again. What's up, guys? Yeah, good to see you. Hey, hey. Uh, uh, Sheil, it's uh, or Howie, it's Steve Balboni from DraftConcubine.com. Where's the draft heavy, and uh, where is it weak this year? Well, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's weak anywhere. You look at these these uh, college athletes, and they've put in so much work in a very difficult, trying time, as everyone's had uh, this past year. So, hope you and your family are doing well. But uh, I would say there's a lot of talent in this draft. But honestly, you ask me that any year, I would probably say that every year. So I want to give you something here. And I would say certainly wide receiver is looking very strong. You know, you see some of these guys ranging from the first round to the middle rounds to the late rounds. And you're wondering, like, you know, five, six years ago, there wasn't this type of talent available on day three. So that's certainly one of them. And then the other area uh, I would really identify, and it's going to be interesting. I know you guys are going to ask me about this anyway, so I'll tell it to you. Now the quarterbacks are very interesting in this draft. I know people are wondering what we're going to do, and I'll get ready for your 15 questions uh, about that. But uh, you know, some would call it a top-heavy group, but I think there really is uh, talent throughout, and just some uh, really impressive young men that we've had a chance to interview here in the past couple of days. Hey Howie, uh, this is this is Bob Knight from the Indianapolis Star. I I, I was able to to muscle my way through these Philly reporters. Are ruthless, but uh, welcome to Indianapolis. I, I hope we're treating you with nice hospitality here. I want to know uh, why did you trade Carson Wentz, and, and what can Colts fans expect from him? 
Bob, that, thanks for that question, and thanks for having us uh, in your wonderful city. We have a fantastic time every time we come here and visit Indianapolis. You know, uh, it was not an easy decision. You know, anybody who knows the Philadelphia Eagles, anyone know, who knows our relationship with Carson Wentz, the, the ups and downs that we've been through together, my personal relationship from scouting him and trading up to draft him, uh, this is a guy who's going to be in Eagles history uh, from now until eternity. This is a guy who helped us win a Super Bowl, but not only that, it's the memories you have with him, the the personal anecdotes, the time you spend with him, the conversations you have with him, getting to know his family. So uh, in the end, you know, we had to look at our situation as a football team where we wanted to go here in the next two to three years. When you look at the players we have on the roster, the change we made at with the coaching staff, and ultimately we decided what was best for the Eagles and really what I think will be the, really good for Carson Wentz was to move him to Indianapolis, try to get younger, try to improve the roster with some draft capital. Now, what are the Colts getting? The Colts are getting a heck of a competitor. I mean, this is a guy we all saw 2017, played at an MVP level, put the team on his back at times in 2018, 2019. You know, things didn't go great in 2020. That wasn't all on Carson Wentz. And anyone who thinks it was, uh, they are sorely mistaken. So that was an organizational failure starting with me, number one, and a lot of the moves I made in the offseason and the previous offseasons. So you can point the finger right here for that. That wasn't on Carson Wentz. This was just a situation where we felt like we had to go in a different direction to really get back to being a Super Bowl contender. Howie, uh, Zach Berman, you just mentioned the mistakes you made in past years. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? What are the mistakes that you made and, and what are the things that you regret? Oh, my gosh. How, mu how much time do you have there, Zach? I, I mean, I've got really, all day. Yeah. You know, uh, I could uh, I, I could really uh, elaborate on that quite a bit. I mean, there, there are a lot of things. There are. Yeah, sure. There are a lot of things. I mean, uh, I think uh, at times when we kind of looked at this window we had after winning the Super Bowl and thinking we could capitalize on it and really make this a sustained run for success. We made decisions, whether it was free agency, trades, that were not smart decisions. You know, you have to go back and you have to evaluate those moves and look at the risk reward. And we got a little bit too greedy. And I shouldn't even see, say we, I should say I, because we all know I'm in charge of the, the 53 man roster. I am the person in charge of collaborating with scouting analytics, the coaching staff, everything in the building, making sure we have a positive culture. And I did not do nearly a good enough job of building a good enough roster. And that's why we are in the position that we are in today. So whether it's mistakes, Mistakes we made uh, in the draft in terms of our scouting process or making final decisions or listening to people who should have had input there. That's on me, whether it's moves in free agency in the trade market, targeting veteran players, whether it's re-signing veterans on our team because we had an emotional attachment to them. And now that puts us in the cap space that we're in today. I mean, those, you know, again, I really could go on for a long while because I have not done my job good enough here over the last three years. But uh, when you look at it, we've done self-scouting. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You guys have all written about it and uh, it's all fair and it's absolutely things we need to get better at. And hopefully we can start that process process here with the combine free agency and then the draft how well now if you don't know just let me follow up let me follow up uh jeff sure. mcclain go ahead uh, all we'll, 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 we'll get to you in a minute there okay don't worry about it i got said, time yeah why are you still the general manager then 
Well, that, that's absolutely a fair question. And I understand how people can look at this situation and say, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, changed head coaches. They changed their quarterback. Why is Howie Roseman still in a position of power? And I, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you why I still should be here. You know, ultimately, that's not my job. My job is to come in, work hard every day, try to improve our processes. If Jeffrey Lurie at some point says, you know what, you're not doing a good enough job, you need to go then guess what? I'm going to have to go and I'm going to have to look for another job. And speaking honestly, I thought that might be the situation this offseason. I haven't done a good enough job. And if Jeffrey Lurie would have said that to me this offseason, I would have said, thank you for the time here. It's been an incredible run. And I would have been somewhere else trying to figure out how I can be better uh, at the position that I'm in or whatever the next stage is in my career. So it's a completely fair question. All I can tell you and to the Eagles fans who, who are loyal to this organization is that we recognize it. We're not sitting here arrogantly saying we haven't made mistakes and we got some bad luck. No. Uh, and again, I should stop saying we, and I should get out of that habit because it is I, I need to be better. I need to make better decisions. And I can tell you, I'm working hard at that uh, night and day. And the people around me are, are very talented. They deserve better. The fans deserve better. The players deserve better. And I'm confident we can get it right. And, and that's all I can tell you right now. There are no Philly reporters left. They all just just went to write Howie saying that he that he he thought he was going to lose his job. Uh, well, I understand that. Yeah, I know it's it's a tough it's a tough business, but uh, really in this business it is year to year. Yeah, I've got, Brett. Do we we got time? All right, we we got two time more. for one more. Yeah, okay. two more. I am, two more. Uh, yes, this is Ernest Roman from uh, Salary Cap Guru uh, One Hundred and One. Uh, based on my website's projections, you are so far over the cap. I'm wondering how you are even going to be compliant. Do you expect to be a player in free agency? And, and what do you do about your roster? Ernest, I love your site, by the way. You know, it's funny. When I was coming up as an intern with the Eagles, these resources were not available publicly. And now sometimes, you know, speaking honestly, we'll go over stuff in the building and then we'll check your site to make sure that everything is buttoned up and aligned there. So it's a fantastic site. Again, uh, I am the reason why we are in this salary cap situation. A lot of the decisions we made now, you've seen us make some moves already, right? Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, I don't know if this one's out there yet, but I did just have a conversation with him so I could tell you about it. Malik, Malik Jackson, will be released. And so uh, we thank all those guys. Those guys have been great Philadelphia Eagles. They've put in the work uh, for the organization and they're going to do great things with their career here going forward. Now, I don't want to name any specific players. I hope you understand that and respect that because I want to make sure we're communicating uh, what we're doing to them in advance. But obviously we have moves to make with our roster to free up uh, some cap space just to be compliant by the start of the league year. Now, in terms of this year's free agency, I would be lying to you if I, if I thought we were going to be players at the top end of the market. We are just not positioned to do that. Now, hopefully, with the moves we make this offseason, we're going to be have a lot of flexibility in the years ahead, 2022 and 2023. So uh, we're not going to sit it out completely. You know, we have moves to make. We're going to try to uh, look for some players who can help us both in the short term and the long term, but they've got to make sense for us from a financial perspective, from a flexibility perspective. And really, you know, this year has to be about building through the draft. We've got the number six pick. Uh, we've got multiple picks uh, in the top 50 this year. And so we've got to make use of that. We've got to get back to building through the draft and then complementing those young players who are on rookie contracts with free agents, trades. But again, that's probably going to be in the year ahead. So I'm not telling you to take, uh, you know, don't take vacations. 
Eagles Raiders during free agency. We may have some moves, but it's nothing that's going to uh, be leading Sports Center, uh, barring something completely unforeseen. That's what I can tell you right now. Uh, Howie, uh, Jimmy Kemsky, thanks for uh, last one. Okay, last Brett, Brett says last one, guys. We'll we'll catch up again though in March. Uh, it looks to me like you have all ten fingers on your hands. I wonder if you could um, address yeah. that, and then will you be uh, firing up the quarterback factory again at number six? Yeah, you know, I, I really should have led my regret with that, right? Right, uh, Jimmy. Right? It was that Jimmy's question? I, I couldn't see in the back there. Yes. Jimmy Kemsky. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. I, I saw the. Uh, I saw the. Uh, well, what's that? MS Paint that you did with the QB factory. It was fantastic. Honestly, uh, I deserve every joke that comes my way from the QB factory, from the the finger on the hand. I, I I get it. I understand it. Honestly, if I were in your position, I would be doing the same thing. We go back in the building. They're making fun of me. I go home. My kids, my wife, they're making fun of me for some of those comments. I never said I was great at this. And and you could probably take that quote and apply it to a lot of different things uh, as well. Well, will, will we be going back to the QB factory? Jalen Hurts did some good things. We, we all saw that uh, last year. I don't have all the stats in front of me, but, uh, you know, dual threat quarterback. We think we can do some really fun things with him in the run game. We like that he's willing to make plays outside the structure of the offense, um, the RPO game. There are a lot of things, uh, talking to Nick, who I know we'll get to here in a minute, that we can take from Jalen Hurts' college film and apply it to the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, I'll tell you right now, Hurts is absolutely going to be in the mix. Now, uh, having said that I'm not going to say quarterback factory, but I can tell you that we never rule out adding talent at that position until we are a hundred percent sure that we've got the guy to lead us. And I, I don't think Jalen would take offense to me saying it's hard to know that after four games that he's a 100% going to be that guy. He very well could be. We want to see more of him, but we will explore every avenue to uh, make sure we get an answer at that position. It's the most important position in sports, so we'll explore that not only this offseason, uh, but for future offseasons to come. But yes, I will be retiring uh, quarterback factory. I will not be making any t-shirts with that saying on it. Uh, and that that is one. Just you know, I'm sure you guys have some stories that you wish you had back. Maybe some podcasts over there for the uh, Birds with Friends guys. Some podcasts that you would like to have back. So uh, that's one that I sure would like to have back. Thanks, Ellie. Well done. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoy your time in Indy. Uh, we'll catch up at the owners' meetings. Well done. That was outstanding. All right. Sirianni <laughs> to the podium. All right. I got to get some questions for Nick. All right. You ready? Who's Nick? Zach's Nick. Lead, lead us off, Bo. Uh, hey, ex- excuse me, guys. Before you go begin, um, I, I just have an opening <laughs> statement here, and, and uh, it's it's great seeing you. I'm, I'm, I know the first introduction probably did not go the way I wanted. I just wanted to get ahead of this. I know you have a lot of questions about the quarterback position. Uh, respectfully, I'm limited in what I'm allowed to say right now. Uh, any deals would not be official until the start of the league year, and I'm, I'm limited in what I'm allowed to say. I don't want to be rude. I'm not trying to evade questions. I just wanted to put that out there from the beginning, uh, and I, I want to help you as much as I can, and in due time, we will talk about all of this, but I just wanted to make that clear about the quarterback position. Nick, uh, Kelly Gruber from Fantasy Harem. Uh, how do you feel about uh, backfield shares, and do you think that Miles Sanders could get, who knows, 150 touches this season? Yeah, good question, Kelly. Uh, let me tell you this. When I was in Indianapolis, we had different running backs every year. You think back to my first year there, we had Frank Gore, then Marlon Mack takes over. Uh, last year we had Jonathan Taylor. 
I am an equal opportunity scorer. All I care about is finding the end zone, whoever needs to do it. That being said, you look at our backfields. We had Hines catching the ball out of the backfield. We had Jordan Wilkins as a power as a power back. If you are dressed on game day, you are going to have a role on my team. Uh, so how do I feel about backfield chairs? I believe that we can have three quality running backs, but Miles Sanders can be the leader of our backfield. I saw it when he was coming out of Penn State. You know, gosh, we were watching cross opponent film, man, and, and you can just see that burst that he has. What he does, you can't teach. So I, I'm telling you, Miles Sanders is going to have a big role in our offense, but he won't be the only running back that we use. Hey, Nick, uh, Ronak P. Sumput here from SportsIndian.com. Uh, you know, there has been some uh, push or rumors to be some push, and really Jeffrey Lurie has said this publicly. He believes the passing game is how you really win in the National Football League. What is your take on run-pass balance? Are you guys aligned in that, and did it come up during the interview process? Yeah, good question, Rona. I'm a former wide receiver. Rona, right? Rona, yeah, thanks. Oh, Rona, I, 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 that's okay. I apologize. Uh, I'm a former wide receiver. I, if it was up to me, the wide receivers would get the ball every single play, and I suppose it is up to me now. But look, I want to find ways to win the game, however it comes. I want to be able to run when we need to run. I want to be able to pass when we need to pass. My personal belief is that. Passing is the most effective way of doing this, but there are times when you need to run the ball f- effectively, and we showed that when I was with the Colts. Um, that being said, there were times when, when Philip Rivers had to drop back and chuck it. If you go back and you look at our old Mountain Union films, that's what we were doing. We were throwing the ball all over the yard. Uh, so, look, we are. I, I know a lot of coaches come out here and, and say balance. I don't want to give you guys cliches. I've been working on that. Uh, but where I want to have balance is I want to be able to do both when we need to do it. Uh, hey, Coach, this is uh, Bo Wolf from The Athletic. I, uh, I'm i sorry to ask this question now, but I didn't get a chance during the uh, introductory presser to ask a question. Uh, what did you think of my article on, the, on your days at Mount Union? Bo, I was hoping you would get called on on that last uh, press conference because – I got to tell you, that was outstanding. That brought back so many good memories. I mean, there there are some things that I, you know, that I I, I don't want my kids to see about, you know, the the beer pong exploits and, and whatnot. But uh, I can tell you what, those were great days, and I'm still a player at heart, right? You know, there is nothing better than being on the field in competition. Uh, this is the closest I can get to it, but that was a great story. That that really brought me back. You know, I, I had a bunch of friends from Mount Union text me that article, send me the link to it. Uh, really well done. And that whole website you guys have, that's outstanding. I, I'm looking forward to getting to know you more. And anytime you have a question, Bo, if, it, if you don't get called on, just text me. Theathletic.com slash birds with friends for 40% off. Uh, hey, Nick, it's uh, uh, Jamin Shah here from uh, SportsIndian.com. Uh, we, have a lar- we have a large contingent here. Uh, just, just wondering, now that you've been in uh, Philadelphia 
for a while. Have you gotten to um, you know enjoy any of the cuisine? Uh, I know the restaurant situation might be a little different during the pandemic. Some takeout, but uh, just sort of how you're getting acclimated to the city and any food reviews you can give us for those of us who might be visiting uh, the city in the months ahead. Yeah, Jamin, you know, I, I, I really look forward to trying those out. I got to tell you, the only route I know in Philadelphia right now is from my hotel to my office. I'm there and back. Now, you know, there are a lot of people in the office who are uh, ordering different food for me in South in, in South Philly. There's, there's, there's some great cuisine. Uh, but really, when we settle down, and, and my wife's in charge of finding us a home to live in and schools for our kids, and she's been consumed with that part of it but I, I i look forward to some point this summer being able to experience the great cuisine that philadelphia has to offer right now the only thing i'm focused on is winning is is building a super bowl winning team here in philadelphia and that's required a lot of meetings uh and we're doing some virtually we're doing some in person when we can uh look you know i'm a i'm a western new york guy and the snow that we've had in Philly it makes me feel at home, right? You know, so I was I was spoiled when I was out on 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 the West Coast, but you know, I have the snow tires on 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 the rental cars. I needed it. I I felt like I was back on I ninety in, in Western New York. Uh, but you know, this has been great in Philadelphia so far, and I, I can't wait to learn more. Coach, generic white guy from Six ABC, how you doing? <laughs> You doing good? <laughs> doing great. Thing. I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. How much thought have you given to what it's gonna be like the first time you lead that team out of the tunnel in front of the fans at the link? Uh it it sends chills down my spine just thinking about it. You know, Frank and I would be sitting in the office late at night, and he would tell me what that stadium was like when it was rocking in the NFC Championship game against the Vikings. I saw some some clips on on uh, on YouTube. People have, have sent them over to me. Uh, that that place looks incredible. And, and one of the great things about coaching in Philadelphia is that you are in this market that that you are working for these fans. So abs- absolutely, I. I can't wait. I'm hoping we have fans in the stands. We'll see. You know, it, it wasn't the same last season not having fans in the stands. So hoping that's the case. But but can't wait to hear the link like that again. And I I am committed to making sure that we give you a product you're proud of. Two more. Oh, all right. Brett says two more. Uh, Tim McManus, uh, Birds twenty four seven. Nick, I heard about you, Tim. I gotta tell you. <laughs> Do for Nick. One. I w- you know, some uh, first-time head coaches, especially if they're on the offensive side of the ball, they hand that defense over to a coordinator. Is that your plan to be hands-off with Jonathan Gannon? Will you be in the defensive meeting rooms? How much will you be having input into his game planning? Or, or will you be someone who just hands the entire operation over to him? Fair question, Tim. Uh, I'm the head coach of the football team. I'm not the head coach of the offense. I'm the head coach of the football team. Uh, so I am going to be involved in every aspect of the team, offense, defense, special teams. That being said, I, I hire coaches to coach, right? Jonathan Gannon was hired to lead the defense. He is going to call the defense. He's going to put the game plan in, but this is not Jonathan Gannon's defense. It's the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Uh, and it's my responsibility to oversee it. I want to make that abundantly clear because when, if, when things are, if, 
If things don't go well, if there's a bad game, it's not Jonathan Gannon's fault. It's all our faults. It's it's collective. I am not I am I'm not avoiding that responsibility. But I can't wait for you to get a chance to meet Jonathan because let me tell you something. There were about three or four teams that were dying to have this guy as their defensive coordinator. We're very fortunate that he chose to come to Philadelphia. He had options. He chose to come to Philadelphia because he believes in what we're building, and he's a big part of that. Uh, Nick, uh, Sheila Kapania from Birds247 and uh, SportsIndian.com. Um, <laughs> the Eagles have a reputation as uh, you know an analytically forward organization. Uh, how much did that come up in the in the process? How much do you expect to be uh, you know aggressive on fourth downs? And uh, do you expect that uh, you know being pro analytics and and uh, forward thinking is going to be a part of your regime? Yeah, you know what that's that that question has has come up, and I understand why you ask it. And and look, I believe quite a bit in in using data to inform your decisions. More information you have, the better. I think sometimes we paint this picture of analytics as as if it's as if it's this, this divide as if it's this word we're supposed to be worried about really we've been using data in our coaching for years and the more information that you have the better uh that being said sometimes sometimes statistics uh you know they can be like bathing suits you know like uh what they you know what <laughs> finish it up <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take what them they, off. What the hell? <laughs> what they show, what they show is is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So, <laughs> so what? <laughs> so, I want to make sure. I want to make sure that our. <laughs> I, I want to make sure that our decisions, our our. <laughs> Guided not just with data, um, but with all the information, right? Like I, I need to know what my players are comfortable with. I need to know what my coaches are comfortable with on a given play. It can't just be looking at the data, but that should absolutely inform your decisions. And trust me, you know it's 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 a cliche to say, oh, I I read Moneyball or I, you know, I I I look at all the numbers that are available to me. I Incorporate it in my coaching. I don't want it to be the the only thing we go off of, but I absolutely wanted to use it to inform my decisions. All right, thanks, coach. <laughs> what what that was analytics are like business? Those <laughs> statistics. Oh, statistics. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah, statistics. Yes. Oh, good job. That was good. Yeah. Ah, oh, fantastic! That would be amazing if he if he broke that out. <laughs> <If> people... <laughs> uh, all right, all right, host. All right, uh, so so that was a longer segment than I anticipated. Do you still want to do the last segment, or should we wrap it up? Yeah, why not? Shields got no. Okay, so, so the final segment of the show is this: we would typically be in Indianapolis this week, all and. Right. A big part of being in Indianapolis, and if you follow writers, a lot of them are talking about this on 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 Twitter, is uh, is these small talk conversations that you have, whether it's in the hallways at the convention center, at the coffee shops, at the restaurants, at the bars at night, 
in the hotel lobbies, whatever it may be. Uh, so I thought Bo, who is the king of small talk, Not true. could give us a oh. mock small talk conversation. I think we could spin we could spin a wheel and we each get a turn, but I've got nothing. I hate doing it live and I don't need to do it now. <laughs> you gotta give me you gotta give me some details. Okay, so And is there I someone am, playing the other role? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I, I will play the <laughs> other role. I am uh, Agent X, okay? So mm. I am agent of a, of a of a pending free agent. And you you want to cozy up to me here? Do we know the free agent? Uh, well, but that would say who the agent is. Okay. But, uh, and are we at a yeah. bar? This is a this is a bar or or? A- yeah, this is a, we're at Prime Forty Seven. It's about one twenty three in the morning. Oof, that means Oof. Bo's been getting after for a while. Then. <laughs> uh, okay. And. I had one other Shields in the corner. He already has a headache before he's. <laughs> he has the pre-sleep hangover, which is something that happens. Sorry, I, I, I went out late thirties. And have we moment. have we met before? No. Okay. No. Or you might have met me, but I don't remember meeting you because oh, that happens like a lot in these situations, <laughs> right? You know, and I, I don't want to be the guy who's like, no, actually, we, we met four years ago at uh, Shula Steakhouse, and okay. I don't want to be that guy. Hey, how you doing? Uh, hey. Bo, Bo Wolf, uh, I cover the Eagles for the Athletic. Hey, Bo, nice to meet you. Uh, doing, and oh, uh, one, what, this was my last question. Is this a <laughs> post-pandemic world, or are we going back oh, to? Good point. Uh, we're, we're handshaking. Are we going yeah. back to 2020? Uh, this is a post-pandemic world where you're cognizant of like the interaction, but you're able to be in the same room. Everyone's okay. gotten same vaccinated. Night. It's uh, okay. everyone's yeah. happy to be out and about. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, you having a good time? What are you drinking? Uh, yeah. Uh, this is Bud Light. You want you want another one? Yeah, please. Okay, it's I'm gonna on, get a couple. Is, I'll, be, is, I'll be back. Is it on the yeah. athletic? All right, here you go. Thanks, man. So, uh, how <laughs> how was your pandemic? <laughs> All right, that was awesome, Marissa. <laughs> Fake butt lights. All right, do we need, do we need to workshop this segment? <laughs> what Zach Zach's dying? <laughs> How was your pandemic? Is that what got him? <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't imagine being in par with someone and saying, "How was your pandemic?" <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's gonna uh, land it. Uh, I'm terrible. Yeah, it it is. You know, it's this. uh, You know, huge bar, and you've got uh, media types and TV types and coaches and GMs and agents, and uh, I just find I'm not doing any like. There's no like cold intros from me. I don't do that either anymore. I'm in a circle where I know someone, and then they're gonna introduce me to someone else. Or it's like we've had some kind of interaction before. Yeah. All right, so this this segment, uh, this is a bad segment. We can kind of. I think it was good. We should each get a turn. We should each get a turn. Okay. Oh, you you want right. to go uh, forward with this? Yeah. Oh it's, it's it's Shield's turn, and uh, I am a former Eagles assistant coach who's no longer with the team. And so you want you want me to do We've what I would actually? We've met a couple actu- of times. What I should actually do? We've only yeah. met a couple of times. I mean, I, I covered the team for a while. We don't like know each other any better than that. 
<laughs> all right, so I've asked Philip you questions. Daniels. Oh, all right. Well, that's a good one. Uh, do do I know do I know where you're coaching now? Uh, like, do you have I'm, a job somewhere? And do I I'm know? I'm looking that? for a job. Oh, okay. Right, I don't know a lot about uh, Philip, but all right. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> I don't have to be Philip Daniels, but no, that's fine. Okay. Hey, F- Philip, how you doing? Hey, how are you? Good. Shield Kapadia from the Athletic. I was c- covering the Eagles back when you you were in Philly. Sure, sure. Yeah, I remember you. How you doing? Good. How's your week going so far? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, you know, got some irons in the fire. Uh, okay. You know, looking looking to land somewhere, but uh, but but it's it's going well. You know, I got a lot it's of friends a- around the league, so it's good to see people. Oh, it's a crazy business. I I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. How, how's your family doing, by the way? Good, good. I got uh, I got three kids at home. Uh, they're probably tired of me being around. So uh, you know, I hope I'm sure they want me to get a job too. Well, yeah, I, I know you? how you that is. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, two little girls, and I got to tell you, no one's happier than my wife about me being uh, being gone for a week here. You know, with the pandemic, it was just me in the basement coming upstairs. The same thing uh, day after day. I'm sure you know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, are they like uh, Zoom schooling or what? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're Zoom schooling. They're on their screens about 18 Tough, hours man. a day. It's uh, really going fantastic. A, a wonderful childhood, not not like you and I had it, right? They don't go outside. They don't play. They just want to be on their iPads all day. How about your kids? Are they they play any sports or are they doing the same thing? Yeah, the oldest is uh, is getting into football, uh, getting into ball. And then uh, uh, middle girl, she's into gymnastics. And then the, the youngest is just, you know, he's, he's a toddler. So we're just, he, he just gets pushed around and uh, he's doing a good job. I got you. Okay. Well, yeah. hey, uh, good, good to see you. Good luck with everything. Uh, if you ever need anything, uh, certainly reach out and uh, let me know. But uh, I look forward to seeing what's next for you. Well, how am I going to reach out? You didn't give me your number. Oh, there you go. Here it is. It's blip, 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 blip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Now you got to give one to Zach. Uh, <laughs> We're going to keep it going. Oh, my okay. God. Last one. Last one. So, yeah, I mean, we, we really could have finished on top with this episode. Yeah, with, uh, my bad. I apologize. We shouldn't no, slack, right? <laughs> all right. Was... All right, Zach, who, uh, wh- what do you want this to be? Uh, you are uh, a team executive. Oh, mm. for, okay. Good one. You're an executive for uh, another team. I'm yeah. trying to, A, get to know you as a source and also maybe <clears throat> extract some information. Okay. okay. All right, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Hey, uh, Zach Berman from The Athletic. Great to meet you. Hey, Zach. Good to meet you. Should I have a name? Is there a specific executive? Shield. You're, you're Shield, oh, Shield from uh, Pick good, Team. Pick good team. to meet you. Shield Kapati. Zach, I got to tell you, how long you been with The Athletic? I've been loving that site ever since, um, uh, I forget that that Indian fellow with the uh, bald guy moved, uh, used to oh, come yeah, to the Oh, yeah, Shield. Yeah, Yeah. Ever yeah, since. Shield does a good job. Yeah, first. yeah. He got, he got me to so- sign up, obviously, with my uh, other roots. Are you enjoying The Athletic? Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a good place to work. Uh, you know, great group of people there. Been there for for two years now. Really happy I made this move. Oh, that's great! I love the I love the no ads. You know, every time uh, my wife or kids yeah. they'll be on their phone looking at something. All of a sudden, a video pops up. Everyone gets scared off. They, you know, I don't know why every site doesn't do that. I mean, it, it, do you see other sites trying to replicate uh, that model with the no ads and subscribe and all that stuff? Yeah, they they really they won't be able to do it as as well as us, you know. Oh so wow, I, okay, I, I'm, big I'm, big I'm flex, big man. Us. Okay. Hey, 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 real quick, while I, I have your attention here, you know, I, I know you might not want to talk 
talk yeah. in the shop here, but yeah. but uh, I I was just curious. I I cover the Eagles. I've I've been hearing some things uh, uh, about their potential interest in drafting a quarterback this year. Is that mm. is that anything you've heard? You know, it, it's it's funny. You get in these bars and all kinds of conversations are happening, and you hear rumors uh, everywhere. You know, I, I've known Howie for uh, a long time. You know, we, we kind of came up together, came in the league at the same time. So I know how much he values the position. I don't have any, like, inside information for you, but – just like you guys do on the athletic. And I was reading Dan Brugler's the, the other day, you guys do mock drafts. We do the exact same thing. And so there have been scenarios we've mapped out to see who's available at our pick where we do have the Eagles going quarterback, because, you know, I think they like Jalen. I I had heard last year that they just kind of wanted a inexpensive option as a backup to Carson. So I don't know that they ever viewed him as kind of the guy, but who knows, maybe after a year in the building, uh, they think otherwise, but uh, I think it's certainly possible. That's interesting. I, I I I don't want to hold you up here. Real appreciate quick, that. Uh, your thoughts on on the quarterbacks in in this year's draft? Anyone jump out to you? Oh, you know what? Uh, I gotta go here, Zach. You know, I did a press conference okay, okay. earlier. All my stuff's in there. Don't worry about it. But uh, hey, good to meet you. Keep up the good work with the athletic. Absolutely. If if you don't mind, can I uh, send you a, a a text email just to catch up? Or email me. Yeah, yeah. You'll be able to find okay. my email online. Yeah, it's somewhere. Yeah, sure. Great. Send an email. We'll talk. Thank you. Thank good you. luck. All right. Bo, I think that went great. Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was good. All right. Pastaficios, uh, we still have two gift cards, and I think one of them's going to get claimed here. This is from, uh, sounds like a sports Indian. Parth says, I love BWF. Some would say a little too much. You guys really got me through delivering pizzas and GoPuff. Do you know what, what's yes, GoPuff? I okay. Do. They right. said it's it's like uh it's almost like an Uber for anything you want. It can just oh. come drop Okay, I thought it might have been for like a legal uh you know. Well that sounds like the kind of thing I, Zach might be ordering think, at two okay. in the morning and see Yeah, no, I th- right. I think that's the premise is like you can it can get delivered to you at any point. Okay, uh through the height of the pandemic and this awful and shameful eagle season, listening to Bo make Zach uncomfortable while Shield shakes his head and waits for the pod to be over is phenomenal podcasting and it really got me through it all. I need Shield and Zach to take it easy on the peace though i've heard this about us zach that we, mm. when we go pee we, we really we pop the peas and it like uh really scares people so we'll work on that uh they've been blowing out the speakers in my car i love the show and look forward to the live shows like i do the eagles games themselves keep up the terrific and honest reporting you guys are the best in the business and so is marissa thank you and keep up the great work p.s i hope i'm high enough high up enough to get the gift card. Also, I personally love Bo's political ramblings. All right, Parth, it nice. sounds like you're local. It sounds like you could use a Pastaficios gift card. Email us at birdswithfriendspodcast at gmail.com, and we will certainly uh, get that to you. I've got to get these two uh, off my hands. And the next one comes from Glassmania12. says, five stars. I listened to the pod after the trade was announced. Still a great show. Now I have to go find a hobby. Glassmania. Hopefully, you're in the Philadelphia area or will be or can send a Pastaficios gift card to somebody. Email us at birdswithfriendspodcast at gmail.com. There you go. So uh, thank you so much for giving me the host seat for the night. I, I, I hope I did not derail. Great job. Um, we, Loved it. We will be back, we will be back uh, next week, barring anything unforeseen this week. We will be back next week. And uh, free agency quickly approaching. Make sure you check out Shields position 
free agency guides on The Athletic. And if you want to know about any trade that Howie Roseman has ever made, check out tomorrow morning. There will be something on 85 trades that oh Howie gosh. Roseman has made before the Carson Wentz trade. So there's that a, is where Luke uh, Stocker comes into play. Okay. I was going to say there's a good chance Luke Stocker's in there. Yes. Yep. Clock is ticking on the Ospreys. Got to get, gotta get going. We got to do that as well. We got to get the tuxedo. Uh, right. For Marissa Morris, thanks for being back. Shio Kapadi and Bo Wolf. I'm Zach Berman. See you next week.